What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Music Corner of State Awaits. I'm Nate, and today I am flying solo for the most part. Uh, Trent was busy. Sebastian was busy. I'm still kind of busy. <laughs> I'm, I'm camping right now with my girlfriend uh, and her mom, and it's it's a great time right now. But the show must go on. We still got albums that we could talk about, and Shauna is here to help me a little bit. Say hello. Hi. She's going to talk about at least one album with me here today, which is going to be the first album we talk about. So let's get right into it here with the new Group Love album. This is this, and Shauna, I'll let you start it off. Okay. Um, I overall liked this album. Um, I probably wouldn't, like, listen to it again. (laughs) Right, right. But, um, I liked it. Um, it was very... Do you know the game Life is Strange? Yes, yes. I've seen gameplay, and I think you've talked about it before, actually. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like some of the songs would be in, like, the, the, like, exciting parts of that game. You know? Because, like... I don't remember if this album had any, like, sad songs or, like, slower songs. Maybe, like, a couple, if I recall. Yeah, because that was very much the Life is Strange sad vibes. So I feel like, you know, happy version of that would be, uh, just really fit that game. So I guess it just screams indie game to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, overall, um, I liked it. I, but I wouldn't probably listen to it again. So I'll give it, like, a 7 out of 10. I think that's a fair rating. Yeah, I'm I'm not like super solid on that, but I think that's a good just just, just thought, just a little little taste, little. little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I completely agree with you. This is definitely one of those albums that's like you know it was good to listen to, and I thought it was actually gonna be like better than. <laughs> It actually I thought was. it was going to be better. Right. I mean, well, here's the thing. Cause like, okay, um, I mean, I know you're not familiar, Shauna, but, like, last year they also came out with an album. So, like, within about, I think it was, like, less than a year, they've come out with, like, two albums already, which is very impressive, you know, for, like, a band like this. Because it's usually, like, artists who do that, like, you know, Ariana Grande and such, but, like... Are there a lot of people in the band? Yeah, it's a, it's a full band and everything, you know? They got, like, four or five members, I'm pretty sure. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, with that, uh, I didn't mind the last album. Uh, kind of blanking on what it was called here. Um, hold on, maybe I could find it. If not, it's not a big deal. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it. <sighs> I'm running. I'm trying. Healer, I found it. Oh my God. Healer, that was their album, and that one, that album, is exactly like I. The way I feel about this is this is pretty much the exact feelings I had for Healer, where it was just like you know maybe a couple songs were like noticeable, but everything else was pretty forgettable. But it wasn't like a bad forgettable. I mean, I think I saved like a couple songs at least off of that album. Uh. Here we go again with, let me find what I'm missing. Oh, hold on. If it wants to be good with me here. Oh, my gosh. I really got to charge my phone right now, too. But you know what? That's okay. Um, Yeah, the songs I saved were Primetime, the title, or not the title track. Uh, It's called This Is The End. Uh, Deadline, Scratch, and Seagulls. Those were some songs that I was like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. But That's kind of a lot. Yeah, yeah. But, um, 
I think it was like an eleven track album too. So it's oh. like a little less than half, something like that. Yeah, but yeah, overall, I mean, it's just it's meh, it was meh, like. Oh, actually, it was a nine-track album, so I actually liked over half the album. But, like, I still felt pretty meh-meh-meh about it. So, So, yeah, overall, I would give it a seven and a half out of ten, just because I still found some sort of enjoyment. But, you know, it is what it is. But, all right, moving along here, got a new Ominous Ruin album, Amidst Voices That Echo in Stone. This was a very boring metal album. I'm not even going to lie. It was very, like, ugh, I don't know. I got, yeah, I guess unenthusiastic is a great way to put it. I mean, there was just nothing on here that was notable. There was nothing on here that sounded original. I mean, it was just, it was death metal, you know. I guess you could call it technical death metal because of the instrumentals, but... There was nothing on here at all that I even some well, I I guess yeah like I said the instrumentals were good I guess but you know there's nothing that redeemable it's nothing I've never heard before and not to mention the vocals for some reason I don't mind typically the death metal like growls of like but like this one I don't know man it was just not doing it for me on here. Like, I think it also has to do with, like, the production value, too, and the mixing, because it sounded pretty shit, not gonna lie. <laughs> and it sucks, too, because looking at this album cover, you think this is gonna be, like, a badass album and everything. Like, you know, you got this... It's the typical, you know, metal album kind of thing, but, like, you know, it's really cool. You got the stairs going up into, like, this, like, big, tall figure in the center who's, like... You know, looks like some sort of villain with, like, a void behind him and an eclipse going on one end and all this weird, crazy shit. It's cool, but, like, you know, don't let don't let that deceive you from the fact that this album doesn't have anything at all. In fact, this was my least favorite album of this entire week, so, you know, it is what it is, I guess, at that point, but... Because, like... Just bands like that just really disappoint. This whole year in 2021 with metal albums so far has been pretty weak, if I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't know if uh, Trent and Sebastian would feel the same way, but I have not been impressed with a lot of metal albums this year. I mean, like, you know, I like the Architects album. The Brand of Sacrifice album was amazing. Uh, While She Sleeps had a good metalcore album. I enjoyed the Landmarks album. But, like... If I did like a metal album, it would it would have gotten an 8, which is not a bad score, but it's nothing that I'm necessarily going to go back to, you know? And I don't know. I just hope that later this year or anytime we do a future, you know, album review episode, there's actually a good metal album that we could talk about that's not the same rehashed stuff. Or at least if it is rehashed, it's good. Like, really, really good. Like, the Brand of Sacrifice album was a really, really good album, despite it sounding kind of, like, you know, similar to the last album, even. But they pulled it off well, I'd say, with that. But, yeah, no. Amidst Ruin, they get a 5 out of 10 for me. I was just... <laughs> trying to go, ooh. The sad, the, the, uh, the unfortunate, uh, ooh track. Um, yeah, no. It just was not my thing at all, so... Moving along then from there, we got the new uh, 68 album, Give One, Take One. Uh, 68 is a project 
that was formed by the former chair, the Chariot uh, vocalist. I believe his name is Josh Skogan. Skogan? Don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And uh, when they first came out with like a. Uh, well, the first time I had heard about their stuff was like in 2015, I think. And it was. Oh my god. I don't remember what song it was because the track list is like on their first album is literally called like track one R track two E and it all like all the letters spell out regret not, you know? So I don't remember exactly what the song was that I heard, but like it was really good and like, you know, gave me like somewhat even like Beartooth vibes, like older Beartooth vibes. But uh, this new album was just kind of okay. I mean, it's that style of punk that's just like, you know, heavily using the old school style and everything and just like uh, it's like the uh I don't know how to put it. like somewhat like an echoey vocal kind of thing you know it's just kind of like that distortion effect on the vocals where it just doesn't really do anything for me at all and I don't understand why most modern rock bands do that because it's just such a repetitive style to do that their vocals that it doesn't add anything at all it's just the same that's that's a big definition of a rehashment in music like the rock realm of things the modern rock realm ugh. but um despite that uh i still did like at least one track uh bad bite was pretty solid i enjoyed that quite a bit uh but everything else i mean i either thought it was okay or it's just yeah meh. but they are like a pretty like popular band and i still do recommend you know people listen to them just because they do have uh a good sound you know, like, there's nothing bad about the band. It's just, you know, this al- at least with this album, for me, it's just... Mimi. It's, it's another me 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 But do not worry. The second half I'll have a... The second half of this episode is definitely going to be more uh, woo moments, if you will. Because <laughs> uh, I did, like, way more of the albums on the second half here. But, uh, yeah, with that, I'm giving this a 6 out of 10. It was just... Mostly very weak, but it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the first half. Pretty quick first half, although we did get to 10 minutes, so it's pretty impressive. But, uh, yeah, let's have a word from our sponsor now, shall we? And we're back gonna hop into it here with the new abdominable putridity album parasitic metamorphosis manifestation <clears throat> so uh a tasty album a tasty metal album if you couldn't tell uh this is a metal album it's a slamming brutal death metal album if that name just did not you know, give you any sort of sign that this was <laughs> that it was gonna be this kind of album. Uh, very good album, I'd say. Uh, still a bit on the rehashed side of things, and definitely not like uh, you know, on the level of Brand of Sacrifice here. But like, what what I can say about this album that I couldn't even say about the uh the the last one, Ominous Ruin one, is that this one at least has, and I know this is gonna be a, like weird considering this is a brutal death metal album it has more diversity on this than the ominous ruin album did and the reason with that also has to do with the instrumentals mainly i mean the vocals are the exact same like you know the kind of thing so 
You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's exactly that. I mean, like I say, you're not getting anything different than you would on most slamming brutal death metal albums. But this one, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, is their first uh, studio album in like I think it was like eight or nine years, legitimately. Like on Spotify, it says the one came out in 2015, but it really came out in like 2012. I'm pretty sure. Or just data is mixed up between Google and Spotify that who knows when it came out. But I do know that this album uh, has been a long time coming. Uh, they did come out with an EP a couple years ago, but uh, now they've got that. Now they're able to pump out an album, a short album, a pretty short album, but like still a fun one. Like I, if I had to pick, this is probably definitely like second or third pick uh, this week of my favorites. Uh, some notable tracks: Supreme Void, Superior, Extra Dimensional Decimation, uh, Inorganic Infusion Protocol. <laughs> um, what else do we have here? Non-Infinite Sequence was a good one. I mean, I enjoyed pretty much every track on this album. There wasn't a single bad song on this one for me. And, like, even, like, on the way to work listening to this, too, it was just... Usually I'm not, like, in the mood for, like, you know, in-your-face metal music, but this one was fine. This one was very acceptable. I actually found myself enjoying it rather more than I expected, you know? Which is great. We love that. Um... So yeah, with that, an 8 out of 10 for me. Moving along then to uh, Love and Death, Perfectly Preserved. So Love and Death is the side project ban of Col- of Korn's uh, Brian Welsh, who formed the band back in 2012, and they came out with their album, their debut album in like 2013, I want to say. Never heard of it before. In fact, I barely even knew this band existed until like, basically this year and uh yeah this is their first album back as a band in once again like eight years you know another big gap for (laughs) another big gap for uh a band like that and it was good it was actually way better than i thought the best way to put this is like it's a very uh it's very new metal inspired for sure. You can definitely hear that corn influence on this. I mean, of course, because it's literally the guy in corn. But like, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Just because it's like when I hear albums like this that take that like alternative metal and new metal sounds uh, in the modern day, it's just like, all right, come on, you're you're living in the past here. Come on, like, it's just doesn't really do anything for me but this one actually did like way more than i thought and uh another cool thing about this one is that uh they did a cover of let me love you with uh lacey sturm formerly from uh flyleaf and honestly it was a really good cover i mean shauna you even listened to it with me too yeah i i really did like it actually i was surprised it was really cool and like lacey was doing some uncleans too and i'm like okay lacey all right i see you like, that's something that we don't get every day, especially nowadays, considering she doesn't do anything with Flyleaf and just does features, if anything. But, no, it was a really good track, uh, especially with, like, you know, that song in general, Let Me Love You. I'm, I don't really care too much for that track, but the fact that, like, they were able to make that into, like, a whole, like, alt metal song, it's pretty cool. Uh, other good songs I really enjoyed were Tragedy, the actual... Uh, first song on the album that wasn't like the intro that one was 
awesome. That was a great opening track. Uh, other ones I liked was Down, Death of Us, Slow Fire, and The Hunter. So, yeah, if you are a fan of Korn and you do like Brian Welsh as a guitarist and vocalist, because he does do both for this uh, side project of his, you will definitely love this band. I feel like Sebastian would definitely love it, and I feel like Trent would love it too. I think I feel like they would both really enjoy this one, and I'm sure they did if they did listen to it. So with that, I am going to give it an 8 out of 10. And finally, the last album of the day, just zooming by everything, um, we have The Drowned God, Pale Home. This album was my favorite of the week. It was definitely on the uh, the more rawish side of things. Um, how would I put it, though? It, basically, if you are a fan of, like, Converge, Daughters... Uh, maybe a little bit of Death Heaven, maybe. That's, for, if, like, you know, that's a stretch, but if you like that kind of style of metal, this album is definitely for you. I mean, even looking at the album cover, too, with, like, this whole, like, you know, very distorted-looking, like, figure. Like, this looks like a person kind of thing going on here. It's it's super cool. Just looking at that alone, I was like, this is going to be a really cool album. And it was. It was definitely one of those... It was definitely that style of just, like, you know, noise and, like, you know, just crushing raw metal kind of thing. Can I get an example, please? Uh, vocally? Yeah. Uh, well, it would have to be really distorted, but just a... That's exactly what I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Like, literally. (laughs) Because everything is just, like, all, like, distorted and coming at you, too. It's just, it's great. Like, it's definitely an album I can see myself going back to consistently. Just because I do uh, like to go back to that style of metal here and there. Uh, I even did it recently with uh, the Daughters album, the... Oh my god, why am I blanking so much on this? The the, the 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 critically acclaimed one. You won't get what you want. That one. Yeah, that's... That is a doozy of an album, for sure. Like, if you want something that's just gonna, like, beat the shit out of you, you know? And there's not even any, like, screams on that album. It's all, like just the eeriness of his vocals and just like the distortion of the uh instrumenta- instrumentals and oh so much about that album is just crazy and even lyrically it's nuts but that's a really good album to check out but the drowned god is definitely the kind of style i'd say and yeah I mean, if I had to pick some songs here, uh, well, really, I don't even have to pick any <laughs> songs because I love the whole album. Uh, but if any particular one, I Met You, All Haunted, Buried in the Room, and Bleeding Nature were were some solid tracks. Solid album. So with that, another 8 out of 10. Uh, I know giving a lot of 8 out of 10s here, but, like, I mean, that's just, eh. It's not good enough to be, like, an 8.5, at least right now. But, like, you know, that can change. I mean, shit. I've changed two albums already that were... One was, like, lower than it should have been. And one was higher than it should have been, actually. And I had to change those around. That was the... uh, Yeah. yeah, Not that low, though. I didn't make it that low. It was the uh, Teenage Wrist one that I gave, like, a a 9.5. 
the first time, but then I heard the album again. I'm like, okay, I think I overhyped it. <laughs> it's still a good album, but I overhyped it way too much. It, that one deserved an uh, an eight and a half, which I later changed to. And then the S.G. Lewis one, I changed from an eight and a half to a nine, and that might even go up again just because you know S.G. Lewis Stan over here, like he's such an amazing artist, such an amazing underrated artist. But yeah. So uh, that's going to kind of conclude the album review section. Um, I still have some time here, though, too, before I want to give my album a recommendation for the day. And you too, Shauna. So I'll let you think about that while oh, I... Oh, no. Oh! <laughs> you have time, though. Like, you're good. You have a little bit of time. So you better keep thinking. Um, just one couple things I guess I want to say. Uh, like, m- music-related. Uh, incarceration. Our little metal festival here in uh, Ohio at the Mansfield Reformatory is now sold out, which I think is awesome and crazy that it was only like three weeks, maybe a little less than a month uh, since it was announced, you know, since the whole new lineup was announced. And I can just, I I know like we talked about this even a couple weeks ago on the podcast, but man, it just has everything on there. Like... You got Mudvayne on Saturday, The Return. You got Slipknot. Slipknot playing at Mansfield Reformatory. Just that, that is mind-blowing to me. Because I feel like, you know, you I, I don't know what it's going to look like this year. But, like, with the past times I've gone, the stages have not been that big. I mean, it's been decently sized. But, like, I'm just thinking, like, Slipknot. Like, they're going to have to have either a bigger stage or, like, they're going to crunch up together with all the with everybody playing in the band and then you got Rob Zombie the third night uh Trent and Sebastian love that new album of theirs uh this year Rob Zombies and I eh, it just wasn't for me but I still love and respect Rob Zombie so and you just got so many other bands like A Day to Remember Chevelle you got Ice Nine Kills you know you got your Beartooth your Motionless and White so yeah, be prepared for that. If you are going, maybe you'll see you there. Uh, I'll be on the Saturday date for sure. I already got my tickets for that one. Gotta see Mudvayne. Gotta see them return. That's a, that's a big moment there. Um, And yeah. I guess another thing I just want to say, like, you know, for future episodes. Well, for next week's episode, I guess I could say. Uh, just to fill in time here. We got some, we got some pretty big ones. Got some pretty big ones. Next week, we got another Weezer album. Van Weezer came out. We got the new uh, BB Rexa album. Uh, she's been pretty she's popular for... I literally just listened to that song earlier. What what the fuck was it? She's popular for In the Name of Love. That's right. And Meant to Be with Florida Georgia Line. And I'm like, oh, wait. I remember I fucking hated this song because <laughs> fuck Flo- <laughs> Florida Georgia Line, dude. I ugh, but I I am interested in see where uh, what she sounds like on this new album, and also the return of J Cole with his new album, that's been like a few years in the making, so that would be exciting. So yeah, and of course three other ones that uh, you'll just have to find out next week. So yeah, stay tuned for that one. But uh, yeah, now time for album recommendations. And Shauna, I'm gonna have you go first. What do you have for us? All right. Um basic bitch time because i've been listening to it all the time positions are gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> um i just i really like her and i really like that album and every time i go back to it i'm like oh yeah i like this i forgot 
you know? So it's just, it's, it's a good album. It makes me happy. I like listening to it. Um, it makes me smile and it makes me dance. So what else could you really want in an album? Literally. Yeah, definitely a great album. We reviewed that one last year. My thoughts on it too, since the, the pot, uh, the review we did on the podcast was like it's gone up since then i think i gave it like a seven and a half initially but like i think we both you and you and mishana we both were like eh at first and then once we listened to it more we're like okay okay this it is was really just good because it's really not it, it wasn't her style right it was know? like slower right like all of her stuff was super like woo dance party yay and then that was like mm. Let's chill, you know? Let's chill and have sex. Right. So, I think just the first listen, we were kind of shocked. And then after that, we were like, oh, okay. This is cool. Because then it's like, oh, it's Ariana Grande. Right. (laughs) So, yeah. There you go. There you have it. Uh, For me, what am I going to do today? Um, hmm. Well, the ones I want to do, I feel like I've done before. Uh, but you know what? Fuck it. I'll just do one that I'm almost positive I've done before. Uh, Iridescence, Brockhampton. I, I feel like I even did this just, like, very recently, but, like, it's their best album, in my opinion, and it's definitely something I can return to consistently. Uh, it's probably, I don't know, nah, I wouldn't say it was, like, one of their more different albums. That'd probably be, like, Ginger. Uh, but no, this one is just, it goes hard. Uh, New Orleans, uh, Jovert, fucking... Berlin, something about him. You know, it's the whole album's great. It's awesome. So check that one out if you haven't already yet. But yeah, that's going to be this episode. Sorry for it being short. I mean, we're two boys down, one boy and a girlfriend on, you know. She only listened to one album, but like, you know, we got to pump out the content still. So tune in next week, though, for a uh, return of the whole lineup, I'm pretty sure, as long as everything goes to plan. And for some, hopefully, great albums. We'll find out. But, Shauna, thank you for joining me and filling in. You're welcome. And we will see you guys in the next episode. This has been the Music Corner of State Awaits, and we are signing off.